Leviticus 6 through Leviticus 7.27. Then the Lord spoke to Moses, saying, When a person sins and acts unfaithfully against the Lord, and disavows the rightful claim of his neighbor regarding a deposit or a security entrusted to him, or regarding a robbery, or he has extorted from his neighbor, or has found what was lost and lied about it, and sworn falsely, so that he sins regarding any of the things that people do, then it shall be when he sins and becomes guilty, that he shall restore what he took by robbery, or acquired by extortion, or the deposit which was entrusted to him, or the lost property which he found, or anything which he swore falsely, he shall make restitution for it in full, and add to it a fifth more. He shall give it to the one to whom it belongs, on the day he presents his guilt offering. Then he shall bring to the priest his guilt offering to the Lord. A ram without defect from the flock, according to your assessment, as a guilt offering. And the priest shall make atonement for him before the Lord. And he will be forgiven for any one of the things which he may have done to incur guilt. Then the Lord spoke to Moses, saying, Command Aaron and his sons, saying, This is the law for the burnt offering. The burnt offering itself shall remain on the hearth on the altar all night until the morning, and the fire on the altar is to be kept burning on it. The priest is to put on his linen robe, and he shall put on linen undergarments next to his body, and he shall take up the fatty ashes, to which the fire reduces the burnt offering, on the altar, and place them beside the altar. Then he shall take off his garments, and put on other garments, and carry the fatty ashes outside the camp to a clean place. The fire on the altar shall be kept burning on it. It shall not go out, but the priest shall burn wood on it every morning, and he shall lay out the burnt offering on it, and offer up in smoke the fat portions of the peace offerings on it. Fire shall be kept burning continually on the altar. It is not to go out. Now this is the law of the grain offering. The sons of Aaron shall present it before the Lord, in front of the altar. Then one of them shall lift up from it a handful of the fine flour of the grain offering, with its oil and all the incense that is on the grain offering, and he shall offer it up in smoke on the altar, a soothing aroma, as its memorial offering to the Lord. And Aaron and his sons are to eat what is left of it. It shall be eaten as unleavened cakes in a holy place. They are to eat it in the courtyard of the tent of meeting. It shall not be baked with leaven. I have given it as their share from my offerings by fire. It is most holy, like the sin offering and the guilt offering. Every male among the sons of Aaron may eat it. It is a permanent ordinance throughout your generations, from the offerings by fire to the Lord. Whoever touches them will become consecrated. Then the Lord spoke to Moses, saying, This is the offering which Aaron and his sons are to present to the Lord on the day when he is anointed, the tenth of an ephah of fine flour as a regular grain offering, half of it in the morning and half of it in the evening. It shall be prepared with oil on a griddle. 
When it is well stirred, you shall bring it. You shall present the grain offering in baked pieces as a soothing aroma to the Lord. The anointed priest who will be in his place among his sons shall offer it. By a permanent ordinance it shall be entirely offered up in smoke to the Lord. So every grain offering of the priest shall be burned entirely. It shall not be eaten. Then the Lord spoke to Moses, saying, Speak to Aaron and his sons, saying, This is the law of the sin offering. In the place where the burnt offering is slaughtered, the sin offering shall be slaughtered before the Lord. It is most holy. The priest who offers it for sin shall eat it. It shall be eaten in a holy place, in the courtyard of the tent of meeting. Whoever touches its flesh will become consecrated. And when any of its blood spatters on a garment, you shall wash what is splattered on it in a holy place. Also the earthenware vessel in which it was boiled shall be broken, and if it was boiled in a bronze vessel, then it shall be scoured and rinsed in water. Every male among the priests may eat it, it is most holy, but no sin offering of which any of the blood is brought into the tent of meeting to make atonement in the holy place shall be eaten. It shall be burned with fire. Now this is the law of the guilt offering. It is most holy. In the place where they slaughter the burnt offering, they are to slaughter the guilt offering, and the priest shall sprinkle its blood around on the altar. Then he shall offer from it all its fat, the fat tail and the fat that covers the entrails, and the two kidneys with the fat that is on them, which is on the loins, and he shall remove the lobe on the liver with the kidneys. The priest shall offer them up in smoke on the altar as an offering by fire to the Lord. It is a guilt offering. Every male among the priests may eat it. It shall be eaten in a holy place. It is most holy. The guilt offering is like the sin offering. There is one law for them. The priest who makes atonement with it shall have it. Also, the priest who presents anyone's burnt offering, that priest shall have for himself the hide of the burnt offering which he has presented. Likewise, every grain offering that is baked in the oven and everything prepared in a pan or on a griddle shall belong to the priest who presents it. Every grain offering mixed with oil or dry shall belong to the sons of Aaron, to all alike. Now this is the law of sacrifice of peace offerings, which shall be presented to the Lord. If he offers it by way of thanksgiving, then all along with the sacrifice of thanksgiving he shall offer unleavened cakes mixed with oil, and unleavened wafers spread with oil, and cakes of well-stirred fine flour mixed with oil. With the sacrifice of his peace offerings for thanksgiving, he shall present his offering with cakes of leavened bread. Of this he shall present one of every offering as a contribution to the Lord. It shall belong to the priest who sprinkles the blood of the peace offerings. Now, as for the flesh of the sacrifice of his thanksgiving peace offerings, it shall be eaten on the day of his offering. He shall not leave any of it over until morning. But if the sacrifice of his offering is a vow or a voluntary offering, 
it shall be eaten on the day that he offers his sacrifice, and on the next day what is left of it may be eaten. But what is left over from the flesh of the sacrifice on the third day shall be burned with fire. So if any of the flesh of the sacrifice of his peace offerings is ever eaten on the third day, he who offers it will not be accepted, and it will not be credited to him. It will be an unclean thing, and the person who eats it shall bear his punishment. Also, the flesh that touches anything unclean shall not be eaten. It shall be burned with fire. As for other flesh, anyone who is clean may eat such flesh. But the person who eats the flesh of the sacrifice of peace offerings, which belong to the Lord, when he is unclean, that person shall be cut off from his people. When anyone touches anything unclean, whether human uncleanness or an unclean animal, or any unclean detestable thing, and eats of the flesh of the sacrifice of peace offerings, which belong to the Lord, that person shall be cut off from his people. Then the Lord spoke to Moses, saying, Speak to the sons of Israel, saying, You shall not eat any fat from an ox, a sheep, or a goat. Also, the fat of an animal which dies and the fat of an animal torn by animals may be put to any other use, but you certainly are not to eat it. For whoever eats the fat of the animal from which an offering by fire is offered to the Lord, the person who eats it shall also be cut off from his people. And you are not to eat any blood, either of bird or animal, in any of your dwellings. Any person who eats any blood, that person shall also be cut off from his people. Luke 4 Now Jesus, full of the Holy Spirit, returned from Jordan and was led around by the Spirit in the wilderness for forty days, being tempted by the devil. And he ate nothing during those days. And when they had ended, he was hungry. And the devil said to him, If you are a son of God, tell this stone to become bread. And Jesus answered him, It is written, Man shall not live on bread alone. And he led him up and showed him all the kingdoms of the world in a moment of time. And the devil said to him, I will give you all this domain and its glory. For it has been handed over to me, and I give it to whomever I want. Therefore, if you worship before me, it shall be yours. Jesus replied to him, It is written, It is written, You shall worship the Lord your God and serve him only. And he brought him into Jerusalem, and had him stand on the pinnacle of the temple, and said to him, If you are the Son of God, Throw yourself down from here, for it is written, He will give his angels orders concerning you, to protect you. And, on their hands they will lift you up, so that you do not strike your foot against a stone. And Jesus answered and said to him, It has been stated, You shall not put the Lord your God to the test. And so, when the devil had finished every temptation, he left him until an opportune time. And Jesus returned to Galilee, 
in the power of the Spirit. And the news about him spread through all the surrounding region. And he began teaching in their synagogues, and was praised by all. And he came to Nazareth, where he had been brought up. And as was his custom, he entered the synagogue on the Sabbath, and stood up to read. And the scroll of Isaiah the prophet was handed to him. And he unrolled the scroll, and found the place where it was written, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, because he anointed me to bring good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim release to captives, and recover of sight to the blind, to set free those who are oppressed, to proclaim the favorable year of the Lord. And he rolled up the scroll, and gave it back to the attendant, and sat down. And the eyes of all the people in the synagogue were intently directed at him. Now he began to say to them, Today this scripture has been fulfilled in your hearing. And all the people were speaking well of him, and admiring the gracious words which were coming from his lips. And yet they were saying, Is this not Joseph's son? And he said to them, No doubt you will quote this proverb to me. Physician, heal yourself. All the miracles that we heard were done in Capernaum, do here in your hometown as well. But he said, Truly I say to you, no prophet is welcome in his hometown. But I say to you in truth, there were many widows in Israel in the days of Elijah, when the sky was shut up for three years and six months, when a severe famine came over all the land, and yet Elijah was sent to none of them, but only to Zarephath, in the land of Sidon, to a woman who was a widow. And there were many with leprosy in Israel in the time of Elisha the prophet, and none of them was cleansed but only Naaman the Syrian. And all the people in the synagogue were filled with rage as they heard these things, and they got up and drove him out of the city, and brought him to the crest of the hill on which their city had been built, so that they could throw him down from the cliff. But he passed through their midst, and went on his way. And he came down to Capernaum, a city of Galilee, and he was teaching them on the Sabbath. And they were amazed at his teaching, because his message was delivered with authority. In the synagogue there was a man possessed by the spirit of an unclean demon, and he cried out with a loud voice, Leave us alone! What business do you have with us, Jesus of Nazareth? Have you come to destroy us? I know who you are, the Holy One of God. But Jesus rebuked him, saying, Be quiet and come out of him. And when the demon had thrown him down in the midst of the people, it came out of him without doing him any harm. And amazement came upon them all, and they began talking with one another, saying, What is this message? For with authority and power he commands the unclean spirits, and they come out. And the news about him was spreading into every locality of the surrounding region. Then he got up and left the synagogue, and entered Simon's home. Now Simon's mother-in-law was suffering from a high fever, and they asked him to help her. And standing over her, he rebuked the fever, and it left her. And she immediately got up and served them. Now while the sun was setting, 
all those who had any who were sick with various diseases brought them to him, and he was laying his hands on each one of them and healing them. Demons also were coming out of many, shouting, You are the Son of God! And yet he was rebuking them, and would not allow them to speak, because they knew that he was the Christ. Now when day came, Jesus left and went to a secluded place, and the crowds were searching for him, and they came to him, and tried to keep him from leaving them. But he said to them, I must also preach the kingdom of God to the other cities, because I was sent for this purpose. So he kept on preaching in the synagogues of Judea. Romans 14 Now, accept the one who is weak in faith, but not to have quarrels over opinions. One person has faith that he may eat all things, but one who is weak eats only vegetables. The one who eats is not to regard with contempt the one who does not eat, and the one who does not eat is not to judge the one who eats, for God has accepted him. Who are you to judge the servant of another? To his own master he stands or falls, and he will stand, for the Lord is able to make him stand. One person values one day over another, another values every day the same. Each person must be fully convinced in his own mind. The one who observes the day observes it for the Lord, and the one who eats does so with regard to the Lord, for he gives thanks to God. And the one who does not eat, it is for the Lord that he does not eat, and he gives thanks to God. For not one of us lives for himself, and not one dies for himself. For if we live, we live for the Lord, or if we die, we die for the Lord. Therefore, whether we live or die, we are the Lord's. For to this end Christ died and lived again that he might be Lord both of the dead and of the living. But as for you, why do you judge your brother or sister? Or you as well, why do you regard your brother or sister with contempt? For we will all appear before the judgment seat of God. For it is written, As I live, says the Lord, to me every knee will bow, and every tongue will give praise to God. So then, each one of us will give an account of himself to God. Therefore, let's not judge one another any more, but rather determine this, not to put an obstacle or a stumbling block in a brother's or sister's way. I know and am convinced in the Lord Jesus that nothing is unclean in itself, but to the one who thinks something is unclean, to that person it is unclean. For if because of your food your brother or sister is hurt, you are no longer walking in accordance with love. Do not destroy with your choice of food that person for whom Christ died. Therefore, do not let what is for you a good thing be spoken of as evil. For the kingdom of God is not eating and drinking, but righteousness and peace and joy in the Holy Spirit. For the one who serves Christ in this way is acceptable to God and approved by other people. So then we pursue the things which make for peace and the building up of one another. 
Do not tear down the work of God for the sake of food. All things indeed are clean, but they are evil for the person who eats and causes offense. It is not good to eat meat or drink wine or to do anything by which your brother or sister stumbles. The faith which you have, have as your own conviction before God. Happy is the one who does not condemn himself in what he approves, but the one who doubts is condemned if he eats, because his eating is not from faith, and whatever is not from faith is sin. Proverbs seventeen nineteen through 28 One who loves wrongdoing loves strife. One who makes his doorway high seeks destruction. One who has a crooked mind finds nothing good. And one who is corrupted in his language falls into evil. He who fathers a fool does so to his sorrow. And the father of a fool has no joy. A joyful heart is good medicine but a broken spirit dries up the bones. A wicked person accepts a bribe from an inside pocket to pervert the ways of justice. Wisdom is the presence of one who has understanding, but the eyes of a fool are on the ends of the earth. A foolish son is a grief to his father and bitterness to her who gave birth to him. It is also not good to find the righteous, nor to strike the noble for their uprightness. One who withholds his word has knowledge, and one who has a cool spirit is a person of understanding. Even a fool, when he keeps silent, is considered wise. When he closes his lips, he is considered prudent. Psalm 37 1 through 11. Do not get upset because of evildoers. Do not be envious of wrongdoers, for they will wither quickly like the grass, and decay like the green plants. Trust in the Lord and do good. Live in the land and cultivate faithfulness. Delight yourself in the Lord, and he will give you the desires of your heart. Commit your way to the Lord. Trust also in him, and he will do it. He will bring out your righteousness as the light, and your judgment as the noonday. Rest in the Lord, and wait patiently for him. Do not get upset because of one who is successful in his way, because of the person who carries out wicked schemes. Cease from anger and abandon wrath. Do not get upset. It leads only to evil doing, for evil doers will be eliminated. But those who wait for the Lord, they will inherit the land. Yet a little while, and the wicked person will be no more. And you will look carefully for his place, and he will not be there. But the humble will inherit the land, and will delight themselves in abundant prosperity.